Hello, and welcome to the Rome Around League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Rome. Today's episode, we're going to take a look at the Commander's quarterback conundrum. Say that fast three times. Now, the team is looking to solve a decades-long problem, and we'll look everywhere for this solution. I discuss the options of the package they could offer for one of those veteran quarterback options, or maybe they pick one in the draft to pick 11, or in the second round to pick 42. I'll also take a look at Ohio State wide receiver Garrett Wilson, who I had the commanders taking my first mock draft in last week's episode. A lot to get to, so let's get started. All right, let's go through a rundown of the quarterbacks that could potentially be here in Washington next year. Uh, you got to stop at the start of the top of the list as unlikely as they could be, and that would be obviously a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you know, obviously the legendary quarterback, Super Bowl winner for the Packers, um, made headways or headlines this, this week on that Monday night gratitude post, whatever he called it, um, where he thanked his ex-fiance, Shailene Woodley, and guys like Randall Cobb and Devonta Adams and all guys like that. And really the Packers organization as a whole, of course, left a lot of, opened up a lot of eyes to see if he's going to retire um, or wants out of Green Bay or what's going to happen. Um, didn't get really much clarity on that on Wednesday on his weekly spot of the Pat McAfee show. He didn't say anything definitive about his future. He said this decision still is to come. It's not going to be made that day. Um, seeing, but also that he's had a really, really good meetings with the uh, GM, Brian Gutekinds, and uh, Coach Matt LaFleur, and it's all trending in the right direction. So by all intents and purposes, I think he's staying in Green Bay. Obviously, that's shocking considering everyone thought this was last year going into the year, but it seemed like they smoothed over a lot of um, – some of those wounds and it seems like he's getting back to being in Green Bay for the long, long-term foreseeable future. I think he's 38 years old and he seems like he'd want to play into his 40s. So I'm sure he's got another three or four years left. Um, but, you know, obviously if Washington would be able to go after a guy like him, then of course, it seems like Devonta Adams is a package deal with him. He's best receiver in the NFL right now. And it seems like if he goes to Denver or uh, Vegas or a team like that, which again, I really think the Green Bay is not going to trade him, but even if they do, it's probably going to be the AFC, like a team, like I said, like the Denver or Vegas. Devontae Adams could follow, but um, the Packers, even Aaron mentioned Devontae Adams at, in that spot on Mac, McAfee show, so they need to figure that out. So I know he wants him there in Green Bay. If they can get that figured out, then obviously Aaron's going to be there. Then, you know, the next guy out of this top four that I'm going to talk about, I think has the most realistic shot of coming here, coming to Washington. And I don't, still don't think it's realistic, but out of these four people, I think it's the most possible, and that's Russell Wilson. I'm um, obviously quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. He has ties to the area, being born in Richmond. Um, his wife, Sierra, seems like apparently wants to be on the East Coast, close to New York City. The Giants seem like an option. Seemingly want to stay with Daniel Jones. Philly could be an option with all their capital. And obviously, Washington you know, is very close to New York as well. The thing with that is, obviously, it doesn't seem like Seattle is a trader right now. It doesn't seem like Russ is pushing for that. If he pushes for that, thing changes, and that can obviously... Uh, open up Washington a couple weeks ago Kevin Sheehan apparently said that Russell wouldn't be a, against coming to Washington which is it a no so I think Commanders fans can take that as, in pride and you know, something to hang their hat on but you know Russ is a guy who will be an absolute great you know person to lead this rebrand organization he's a Walter Payton man of the year award winner great guy off the field you know help build up this image that you know the pad you know notoriety this team has got for years now especially over the incidents with Snyder and everyone else but if you get a guy like Russell Wilson who can be the face of the organization with a guy like Ron Rivera who's obviously really you know good clean image guy as well I think Russ would be a perfect fit for this team now obviously you're gonna have to give up probably two definitely probably two ones another pick like a second and a third maybe a guy like Deron Payne I'm not trading guys like Chase Young, Terry McLaurin, Jonathan Allen just not I know it's you know people will think yeah I gotta trade whatever but 
to get your guy. But I, I, outside of those three, I think, you know, anyone could be on the table. I'd like to keep Montez Sweat, but if that's someone that could help bring a guy like Russell Wilson here, that'd be huge. You definitely got to consider. But maybe you give him two ones, a two, a three, and Deron Payne and see what that can get you. You can maybe go three ones and then maybe like a Deron Payne to help get it done. You know, that that would be great. But again, he's 33. He takes really good care of his body, kind of follows him almost like that. Tom Brady kind of lifestyle. I'm not saying to a T, but, you know, Devin takes care of himself very well. So I could see him playing easily till age 40. Um, even a down year last year, so 25 touchdowns, six intercept, only six interceptions. And when you bring a guy like that high profile into the team, um, you can attract free agents like a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. or an Allen Robinson, um, Chris Godwin. But maybe Allen Robinson wants to go, you know, build up his um, stock again after a bad year with the Bears. He can come play with the best quarterback he's ever played in. And you play with guys like Blake Bertles, Mitch Trubisky, and Nick Foles, and uh, Justin Fields. So Robinson would be a great guy for Washington to go after. I think you're a guy like uh, to pair with Terry McLaurin if they can get a guy like Russell Wilson, especially since they won't have you know a first or second round pick more than likely in April to get a guy like Russell Wilson. Then you have Deshaun Watson. If you didn't have the off-field issues, he'd be my number one quarterback target. He's 26, um, one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL, but obviously off the field is a whole other story. Um, with all the optics this team has gone through these last couple of years, probably wouldn't be good to bring in a guy with the same kind of issues. Uh, but again, the talent is always there. Again, if there was an off-field issue, I think it's a guy you don't hesitate to get three first-round picks for and whatever else they want, you know, minus the three players I've already listed. But Watson's a guy that I think this team would be – would really take this team to another level and open up their future considering he is so young. But again, that just it would just be such a huge PR hit, which they've already taken so many. So I don't know how viable of an option he is. The last in this group would be Kyler Murray. And again, this is another long shot. It seemed like he's upset with Arizona. Arizona leaked some things. They said he was immature and self-centered and not a good leader. So maybe you don't want to bring in a guy like that. Um, but, you know, Kyler has all the talent in the world. Um, he's been injury prone due to his size, but I mean, he's faster than lightning. Great arm. He would fit Ron Rivera's mobile quarterback um, definition to a T guy that he can definitely evade. You know, Dallas's front seven rush with Michael Parsons and Lawrence and Gregory if those guys come back for them. Um, but my, and Kyler is super young, being 23. So um, he's a guy that I, I think the team would, you know, be great to go after. Another guy I'd be willing to go three ones for just because he is so young. But again, you have to see those character issues, you know, come up. But again, he's a guy that, again, I don't think Arizona's going to get rid of um, at least this offseason, maybe next year as he goes into his, you know, fifth year option. But right now, I think they're going to smooth things over and uh, work things out in Arizona. Then you have the next group, and that's led by Derek Carr. You know, Derek Carr is a guy that I do really like. He had a great year last year. He's another great guy off the field. Um, someone that really has been a great, um, you know, role model for those Raiders players, and someone that they can hang their hat on as a face of the franchise. Be another guy to bring here to Washington and be, you know, face of the new rebrand as the Commanders. Um, a guy that we want to give a one for, and maybe a Deron Payne type, with maybe a third or fourth in there as well. Uh, I think he's going to be 31 this off season. Another guy with a great arm, um, someone that could, you know, just he's a top 12 quarterback, and that's someone that you need in the NFL, especially if you, you know, want to be taken seriously as a true contender. Um, again, I don't think the Raiders are going to get rid of him, especially with new coach Josh McDaniels. I think Josh McDaniels would like to, you know, give him another contract and build around him. But, you know, there could be some back channels there. Maybe McDaniels wants to bring in a guy like Garoppolo, or who knows, maybe um, Brady wants to come out of retirement and goes to Vegas and you know, nice Josh McDaniels and that means their car available. So until the Raiders sign into an extension, I think he's still available. Apparently he's looking in the 35 to $40 million range, which is kind of the going rate for a quarterback, especially when it's in you know, the top 10, top 12 tier. Then you have Jimmy Garoppolo, the most likely trade candidate this offseason, especially with Trey Lance. 
um, waiting in the wings. Garoppolo, again, is a guy that you can win with. Not an amazing quarterback, but I say he's the top 15 level type of guy. He can win you ball games. He's a little inaccurate sometimes. Um, has to work on that to ever be a you know top 10-ish quarterback. He's 30 years old. Great locker room guy. Everyone at San Francisco seems to adore him. Um, and it seems like they're going to be sad to see him go in San Francisco. But um, he's a guy we want to go a 2-4, maybe a 2-4. and a four. Um, and, you know, see if you can bring him in here, be a stopgap, or, you know, maybe he can prove to, you know, be your long-term answer, but then that's someone you still have to think about, you know, down the, down the line of getting his eventual replacement, much like San Francisco did. Another guy, you have Kirk Cousins, the 49ers, excuse me, he's 49ers, the Vikings um, don't seem to be too keen on giving him another extension. Uh, you know, I doubt, again, Kirk is going to be a, someone that would be being brought back here. Granted, everyone based on this organization is gone since he was been here, minus Snyder. Complete different front office, a complete different coaching staff. So I guess you can't discount it. Um, apparently, you know, earlier this week there was reports that Carolina was trying to talk to him about the Vikings about a trade, but didn't go far. So he could be available. He's a guy that's making you know forty mil and can get more. He's a huge cap hit this year. Um, he's another you know top fifteen ish quarterback. Um, obviously, Washington fans are familiar with him and know what he is. He can win you some games. He can have some infuriating throws and make you wonder of you know why he's the guy leading your your favorite team. But um, he's a guy that I probably would have given a two for. And see what happens. But again, I don't think he's going to get moved this offseason. It seems like they brought in Kevin O'Connell to at least mix with him. But I would not be surprised, like I said in my mock draft last week, if they pick a guy like Malik Willis or Mack Arrow to develop and eventually move on from Kirk in a year or two. Then you have guys like Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. Both could be available via trade. Carson Wentz's value has completely plummeted um, in the last couple of years. The Colts gave up a one and a two for him last year. Now they're basically begging to get rid of him. Um, so his stock is at an all-time low. Uh, obviously, his arm talent is still one of the best in the league, in, in my opinion. Um, mobile f- still for uh, his size. Obviously, Washington fans know that you know, he gave them trouble when he was in Philly, getting him down in the pocket. Um, and maybe you go after him for you know a third or a fourth, and you know draft a guy in the first round still, and let Carson start for another year or two. Um, I, I wouldn't completely dismiss it because I think he's better than Heineke and, and one of the better you know options outside of the top you know six or seven. Again, he's not great, but he's someone they could you know play play with, and he had good stats last year, twenty seven touchdowns, six interceptions, but. Obviously, he falls down the stretch and was a huge reason they lost that last game of the season to the Jacksonville Jaguars and why ultimately they weren't in the playoffs. Then the last guy in this group I would consider Jared Goff. Another guy maybe a third or fourth round. Obviously, a stock another guy's palm to the last couple of years. Took the Rams to Super Bowl three or four years ago. And again, McVay was able to upgrade and Matthew Stafford, they won a Super Bowl in the first year with him. So you know, that tells you what you know they could do with a guy like Stafford as opposed to golf. Um, but golf is a guy, that, again, that can move the ball down the field, um, has a good arm for the most part, um, not very mobile, not something that Ron's looking, Ron looking for more of a mobile type of quarterback. Golf is more of a statue back there. But if a guy, then, a, excuse me, again, a guy that you can win with, you know, can get the ball in his playmaker's hands like Terry and Curtis and McKissick and Logan Thomas. So if you got nothing else, maybe you throw, you know, a late day two pick, early day three pick and see if they get something done uh, for the short term and still draft a guy in the future. Um, then you're looking at the, well, lastly, I'll throw in a guy in there actually, you know, let's say the Packers do do um, move off, excuse me, stay with Aaron Rodgers. Does that make a guy like Jordan Love available? Um, and that and that could be that could be somewhat intriguing to this, off, this front office staff. This staff was here, that was the 2020 draft, last first round, let's see what the kind of grades that, um, you know, the front office and Ron had here when Jordan Love went in the late first round in 2020. He's going into his third year, still not ready. Unfortunately, just, you know, the way he started against Kansas City Chiefs in you know, that last game against the Lions. But, you know, maybe it's a guy that you can give a third-round pick for or a player for and see if you can develop, um, you know, give him a shot and compete with Heineke. Um, still very young. He's 23 years old. Another guy that had a cannon coming out of Utah State, smaller college. Um, but, again, he, he was a step below guys in that draft of the Herberts, of course, and Burrow and Tungavailoa. 
and guys like that. But, you know, I'd be willing to take a flyer on him. I think he's – if you if you put him in this year's draft class, I think he'd probably be number one. I, I, I like him better than Pickett. Um, and I think he's similar to Willis, but I think Willis obviously is a lot more athletic. But Jordan Love is definitely mobile in his own right. But he's a guy that I think, you know, could be on the board if the Packers do give you know, Rodgers a three- or four-year extension. Free agency-wise, you got Mitch Trubisky coming off a year as a backup in Buffalo. Um Seems to really build up his value a little bit. Buffalo, you know, gives him rave reviews after his, you know, four-year run in Chicago. Uh, maybe you bring him in to compete with Heineke on a short-term deal, obviously, and still draft a guy in the first round and let him duke it out in training camp. Uh, Jameis Winston is another guy. I think he's going to stay in New Orleans because he's built a good rep, uh, reputation there, and they seem to really like him, even with Sean Payton gone. But and he's another guy that had a good, you know, pretty good year last year before his injury. He had 14 touchdowns, three interceptions, his best turn, touchdown interception ratio of his whole career. Obviously, he didn't play a full year, but still, that's, you know, really good numbers trending the right direction. He's always had a huge arm. Um, it was just his decision-making process. He got LASIK eye surgery, so maybe that will help in the interceptions aspect, and that did help last year. So he'd be probably my number one free agent target if he were to come available, but I think the Saints are going to try to keep him. Then you got Marcus Mariota. Another mobile guy that maybe Ron would like. He may be another, tor- again, short-term deal, having to compete with Heineke in a draft pick. Um, he was a number two overall pick in that same class as Jameis Winston. Maybe he's, you know, needs a renaissance, get another shot, much like Tannehill did in Tennessee that actually ended up taking Mariota's job. And Mariota's a guy that, um, you know, I think still has it's an opportunity to be maybe be a low-level starter in this league, but um, let's see if he gets that opportunity. And then last year, Teddy Bridgewater, and he's been a stopgap for the last couple of years at a couple of franchises in you know, Carolina and Denver. And now he's probably moving on to another spot for his third time in three years. But um, he's consistent. Again, he can move the ball down the field for you. He had most inter- he had more interceptions um, two years ago than he did last year. So he did a little better in Denver, which was never really his forte in Minnesota and even for the few spots starts in New Orleans. But again, um, he's a guy this team seemed they liked a little bit when he was coming to free agency two years ago when Ron was the first year. Um, but he ended up going to uh, Denver. Um or excuse me, staying in New Orleans, but, uh, you know, Teddy, excuse me, excuse me, signing with Carolina. But anyways, Teddy is again, a guy that, um, would be another stop gap, stop gap action. I think he would start over Heineke. And then you can, you would probably draft guy in the first, second round. Then of course you have the draft. Can you pick it from Pitt who again, you know, 50 starts in college level, tons and loads of experience. Um, a guy that just has, you know, a solid arm, not a great arm. The hand size is going to be questioned at the combine. Another mobile-ish guy. Um, he had the famous fake slide and again in the AC Championship week four, so then being like a 60-yard touchdown, they actually amended the rule before even the next game next week. So, um, but again, he's a guy that I think he has a low ceiling. Excuse me, yes, a low ceiling, high floor kind of guy. You could definitely win with him. He's the most NFL ready. I could see him having a Mac Jones type impact his rookie year, but I don't see him really progressing more after that. I think again, he you can win with him, um, but. I just I, if you're going to draft someone, I want someone that you can build with, and get better with. And I don't know if Pickett's that guy. It's really many guys like Malik Willis and Matt Corral. I've talked about Malik Willis before in this pod. I really like him. Um, rocket arm, I think this is you know almost that level of the Patrick Holmes, the Josh Allen's type. Yes, his decision making decision making can be inconsistent, holding the ball too long sometimes, but that can be coached. Um, and again, he's playing with a much better talent in the NFL than he ever will at Liberty. Obviously, he's playing with guys that are, unfortunately are not going to be continuing their athletic career after college. If he comes to Washington, you have a guy like Terry McLaurin and Curtis and Deami Brown and Logan Thomas, and hopefully they'll add guys to that repertoire, Antonio Gibson. But you got to be patient with him. He's not going to be really ready in year one, year two, hopefully. Um, so you know, you'd have to still start Heineke or sign a guy like Trubisky or Mariota or guys like that. Um, but again, I think he has the absolute highest ceiling in this draft class, but also you know one of the lower floors. 
Matt Corral is almost a little bit in the same vein. He's built like Taylor, but a little bigger, um, wiry, um, plays like Taylor, aggressive, confident, borderline arrogant, um, loves to run, and he's gotten injured in Ole Miss just because he does run. He won the game this year. He ran over 30 times. Um, so, again, he's not afraid to you know be a football player and just instead of a quarterback, but he has a good arm, better than Pickett's. Really accurate too. So um played really well this last year in Ole Miss had you know had some development. He had a lot of interceptions his junior year, sophomore year, excuse me, retro junior year this past year. Um he basically I think he went from eleven to thirteen or something to six. So he, he definitely uh he basically halved it. So McCorral's a guy that um learns from the mistakes and a guy that I think has a pretty pretty big ceiling as well. Not as high as Willis, but definitely better than Pickett's. And then you have second round guys like Desmond Ritter, um, another guy with a lower ceiling, high floor. Uh, could eventually start for you as a low-end quarterback, low-end starter, coming as his net, another mobile guy that um, Ron might be taking a liking to. Carson Strong, another big arm, not very mobile due to some knee injuries from Nevada, another guy you can look at in the second round, and then Sam Howell from North Carolina. He is a mobile-ish, you know, more quarterback. He ran a lot this year in North Carolina um, this past year than uh, two years ago just because of the lack of weapons around him. But um, he's accurate, too, with the ball. Um, he has a good arm, does a really nice deep ball, but another guy that would I think would benefit from a year of sitting. Uh, now moving to wide receiver, looking at wide receiver Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. Um, again, I had him picking, the commanders picking him at pick 11 last week in my first mock draft. Um, one of the top receivers in this class, a guy I really like. Six foot 188 last year, at six, 70 catches, 1,058 yards, 15.1 YPC and 12 touchdowns. For his career, he had 143 catches, 2,213 yards. Good for a 15.5 yard per catch and 23 touchdowns. He's top 10 in all three of those categories, yards, catches, and touchdowns in school history, which, again, it goes a long way with historic wide receivers that all states had, you know, like Terry McLaurin, Michael Thomas, Chris Carter, Santonio Holmes, um, you know, the list goes on, and even guys like Chris Olave that are coming out this year as well. Um, I like that he can play all three spots. He played a lot of slot his first two years, but last year he was mostly on the outside and did a really good job um, making that transition. So I like that he can, you know, is versatile, can play the X, Y, and Z, no problem. Very intelligent player. He knows how to design and deceive his routes at the top of his route, you know, you know, and give some dis- um, misdirection of the cornerback to not see what, you know, kind of what ways Garrett's going with his, uh, basically his head movements and just the way he accelerates. Um, he plays bigger than his size. Again, it'd be only being six foot, but um, he's really, you know, aggressive after the catch. Really big, a lot of stiff arms, uh, tough to bring down. I like the way that he plays. He excels in 50-50 balls. I think I said it last week. He's an acrobat in the air. The way he can torch his body to make catches is unreal. His freshman year, he had a great catch in college ball semifinals against Clemson uh, towards the sideline. It was one of the better catches of that year. Um, so I, I love the way he attacks the ball in the air. His acceleration is at an elite level. Um, his long speed might you know, be closer to high 4.4s, low 4.5s, which, again, is nothing to sneeze at. But the way he accelerates in net of routes and even when he has the ball in his hands is you know special. Easy se- Easily separates, especially on in-breaking routes. Um, just again, that goes hand in hand with the acceleration. Good strong hands. Um, again, really attacks the ball. It's a point of attack. Um, goes for the ball. Doesn't let the ball come into his body. Does have some excuse me. He does have some concentration drops occasionally. Again, that could be fixed. Um, especially that's you know definitely not a talent thing. It's just more you know being excited about you know what to do after the catch. Needs to refine his, refine his right route running a little bit. Um, I think he's good in that area, but there are definitely some things he can work on to become, you know, one of the better route runners um, at his position. I think it'd be a great fit with Terry and Curtis Samuel. Um, I think it'd be a great, you know, Ohio, Hawaii, all Ohio State wide receiver core um, with Curtis playing more of the slot, but also they could play, you know, all three of them in the slot. Terry played more in the slot this past year. Like I said, Gary Wilson could do it, in, you know, in a pinch. So that'd be a great three wide receivers for whoever's quarterback of this team next year um, and be giving them a really good starting point to, you know, hopefully take this office to another level. 
I really like him a lot. Um, he's right there. Uh, my top four receivers right now are um, Gary Wilson, Drake London, Jameson Williams, and Traylon Burks. So I don't know if who's number one yet, but those are the four guys I really like. I like to see some more tape on them. There's not going to be a Jamar Chase type where I fall in love with him from day one. There's going to be this, this receiver class is very good, but it's not where it's a clear cut number one in my mind. But again, another good receiver class this year where Washington get a you know really good option or a target to pair with Terry McLaurin. Well, with that, that will include this rumor on league episode. The commanders need to get the right quarterback this offseason. A lot of options, but only a few that will actually help this team get where they want to be. If they keep pick 11 and it's not a quarterback, a guy like Garrett Wilson will be a quality selection. Next week is combat, combine week, so I'll have my second mock draft for you. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at RomanLeague underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.